You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. And today I get to do one of my favorite types of interviews where I you know, kind of pick the brain from someone who's been in the industry for a, a long time and connected with one brand and to hear that story. So with me today is Bob Johnston, who's the Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board of Directors for Front Burner. You may know Front Burner more as uh, the melting pot restaurants um, and a couple of other concepts and brands that they have. So welcome. For anyone first not familiar with the melting pot, I don't know how they could be, but kind of uh, describe the concept for me and tell me about some of the other Front Burner brands that you have. Sure. Thank you. And, and appreciate the opportunity. I always enjoy talking about the melting pot and, and the exciting things that are going on. So the melting pot is a fondue restaurant. It's a very experiential concept uh, where the, the cooking uh, goes on right in front of the, the guest um, with the, the, the individuals that they've chosen uh, to come to the table with. So uh, the way I like to put it, it, the melting pot, it's as much about what's going on around that fondue pot as it is about what's going on in the fondue pot. So uh, tell me about some of the other brands that you have as well. Sure. Um, love to. Well, we are actually launching next month uh, a a version of the melting pot called Melting Pot Social or Melt So uh, for short. And it is a smaller version of the melting pot uh, with a, a little bit of a, a more of an open format, uh, higher energy and more of a bar focus. And it will feature in addition to the hallmarks of the melting pot, cheese fondue and chocolate fondue. It will also feature other non-fondue items, but with their own fondue spin put upon them. And the first one will be opening in Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, the second one in the in the Tampa Bay area. And we, we believe that this is going to be another um, tremendous growth vehicle for the melting pot. And then uh, this past year, Right in the middle of the pandemic, um, as restaurants were reopening, we opened a quick, casual Italian concept uh, known as Oranzo. And Oranzo is the uh, grandfather of Dan Bavaro, our joint venture partner in this concept, who, like yourself, uh, comes from New Jersey. And it's a quick, casual Italian concept in a very contemporary and fun and clean environment. Um, and, and we make pasta and bread right there fresh in front of the guests with an, an open kitchen uh, every day. So we're very excited about that. The first unit is open uh, in North Tampa and a second one being opened in Midtown Tampa uh, in several months as well. So who's the typical melting pot guest and how has, has that evolved? Has it changed due to the pandemic? No, it, it really hasn't changed at all. Um, in fact, our, our loyal guests have been very, very anxious to return to us and, and business has been quite busy. 
Um, the typical, and I'm not ducking your question, but we have a very broad audience, multi-generational. You'll see parents bringing their children, um, and those parents may have gone to the melting pot with their parents when they were teenagers, perhaps, and maybe had a first date there or got engaged there. Uh, you'll see those families gathering um, in a larger group with the third generation of grandparents. Uh, so it has a very broad appeal. The common thread through all of those uh, uh, customers is a desire to come together with people you care about and to celebrate each other or perhaps occasionally even a special event like a birthday or graduation or something like that. Um, but people uh, select the melting pot to make a memory as well as to enjoy a delicious meal. So you started out as a dishwasher for the melting pot. So did you ever imagine that you would remain so connected to the brand? And what keeps you so excited about what you do? Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I started uh, in the heart of the house, uh, like many people in the restaurant business, and I didn't really have an ambition of making the restaurant industry my life's work. But once I got into customer service and was able to see the enjoyment that our guests were experiencing, I really, I was, was hooked. And, um, you know, I would, I would say that's what has uh, kept me engaged in this industry and makes me rush to work every day. And, you know, truly, this is the only job that I've ever had. So essentially, you're still dishwasher in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. And not just at work, at home too sometimes. <laughs> so how many different roles did you play in the brand? Well, you know, we, we got started in the melting pot um, very early on. My two older brothers, Mike and Mark, were one of the very first franchisees and I went to work for them. There's a few years between um, Mark and Mike and, and myself. So, you know, I was in high school um, and, and uh, you know, that's how it all uh, began for me. Um, and, and Mike and Mark had this, this vision of growing the melting pot into something much larger. And the two gentlemen who, who started the concept, Roy Nelson and Bruce Knuckle, great guys, they're still good friends of ours to this day and attend all of our meetings as our, our founding fathers of fondue, as we say. Uh, we approached them and asked them if they would, uh, would turn the reins over to us so we could grow the melting pot. And back in that day, I'm talking about 1985, um, there were only five melting pots in existence. So what, what kind of the factors that, wanted, that you wanted to purchase the brand? What you know, why, why did you want to go that route and, you know, and really, um, you know, grow it from there? Sure, Barbara. Well, you know, you, you are a guest of the melting pot. So you, you can understand this. Um, it's a very unique concept uh, where uh, the guests not only enjoy a great meal, but they enjoy creating some great um, memories. And that makes the melting pot quite unique, much different than virtually any other concept that you could think of. And I think it, it is that uniqueness as well as the the connection of individuals that really drew us to the concept and, and uh, endeared us to it and, and made us realize that there's something special here 
um, that more people deserve to share in. So how did you grow the brand? Um, and what about, about it makes it franchisable? Sure. Well, you know, it is a unique concept in that we do almost no cooking at all. You know, all of the cooking takes place um, in front of the guest. So there are chefs, if you if you will. Uh, but why is it a, a great franchise business model? Uh, again, the uniqueness of the concept uh, for certain. Um, you don't need as quite as much restaurant experience as a typical uh, full service restaurant, and um, you know we we are uh, we stand out amongst kind of a sea of sometimes sameness in casual dining. Um, so you know those were the the ideas that drew us to it, and and we selected franchising as the vehicle for growth. I mean, on, honestly, one reason is because we didn't have the money to grow it on our own. Um, we didn't have that that ability. Uh, but the second reason why we uh, selected it and have maintained growing primarily through franchising is we love helping put people into business and, and seeing them grasp their future and really having more control over their, their destiny than perhaps they had in their previous work lives. So what do you look for in a franchisee partner and, you know, what do you do to support them? Sure. Um, well, you know, it's the restaurant business. So you, you need uh, to have a franchise partner who um, is not afraid of hard work and they're determined. Um, you need to have a franchise partner that likes putting on a party every night, basically. And gets um, you know in a, in a kind of a second paycheck by the the uh, guests smiling as they as they leave. So that, you know they have to get a charge out of that because that is so central to the success of a melting pot um, experience. Um, we we look for franchise partners who have an entrepreneurial spirit, but we want a hybrid, uh, an individual who is not risk adverse as you would expect in an entrepreneur, but also is sensible enough to prescribe to the systems that exist to make their uh, success as great as it can be. So as you expand, how do you maintain quality control? Sure. Well, you know, this is something that requires work only every day. Um, you know, first we start off with a great partnership with our franchisee, right? So uh, we make certain that they're committed to maintaining quality and adhering to standards so the guest gets that consistent experience every single time in every single location. Uh, but after that, you know, we emphasize training and provide ongoing training and support through a system of franchise business consultants who are uh, available to franchisees, you know, virtually around the clock um, to work on driving their business forward. You know, they um, they address consistency and adhering to standards, but well beyond that, they're focused on helping that franchisee drive the highest level of success from their location that's possible. So, who would who would you assess to be your competition? 
Yeah, well, I mean, every everybody that serves food is our competition. Uh, although uh, we ask our guests, if you didn't go to a melting pot tonight, where might you go? And some of the answers that we hear when we do that research is um, a Japanese steakhouse, for example. Um, uh, many guests uh, say they might have gone to the Cheesecake Factory because I think that's an experience. You know, it's a rather tremendous restaurant facility and menu. Uh, P.F. Chang's um, uh, restaurants like that where, you know, people are going there not just because they're hungry and they want to eat a meal, but because they want to have uh, some fun and um, enjoy an experience. So where are you looking to expand and what kind of sites do you look for? Sure. Um, well, we, we are growing throughout the United States now, and this is a really exciting time. I'm glad you asked the, the question. You know, our, our, our demand for the melting pot, um, we're, we, can't, we can't meet it. There's, there's far more people who want to enjoy the experience than we're able to satisfy right now. So we are in a growth mode. Um, and, and in terms of locations, it's, it's a little bit of a difficult question to answer because it varies from market to market as to what type of location works best. What I will tell you is that we have a lot of site intelligence tools that we bring to bear to help the franchisee pick the best market and the best location within the market um, to get the best results. So we keep talking a lot about experience and, you know, the melting pot is an experience. You know, you're, you're there, you're sharing food. It's, it's, it is about that. It's not, you know, I don't want to say it's not about the food, but it's, it is about that experience. So how has the pandemic affected the brand and the guest experience? Yeah, it, 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 it really hasn't, you know, uh, this is, listen, this has been a very challenging time for, for the entire industry, and we're not immune to that, uh, those challenges. You know, right now, we're exceptionally busy, and our greatest challenge is getting enough staff. You know, and that's not a new problem. We've always been challenged in that, in that area, um, staffing. It's always been a, a key focus for us, but it, it is at somewhat of a pinnacle right now. Although we forecast that things will be changing in, in the coming six months and, and it will, that will become a, a less of an issue for us. But, you know, nothing in, in terms of the, the guests' enjoyment of the melting pot, we haven't changed anything. I mean, we, we've added to it, you know, when, when overnight in the middle of March last year, all of our restaurants were forced to stop serving in dining room, we had to pivot and create and execute a to-go program, uh, something we've never had before. And I'm very proud of our, our team of executive leaders and, and all of our um, operational directors who helped do that in record-breaking time. And while it's not a huge piece of our business, and it won't be probably ever a huge piece of our business, we were able to stay in front of the customer and allow them to stay connected to the brand, uh, which I think has been very, very helpful and in part explains why 
uh, we're, we're coming back in the way that we are. We are exceptionally busy, far busier than um, the industry is experiencing now. So what are some of the to-go offerings? Yeah, so, you know, there was a lot of experimentation there. And if you haven't been to a melting pot, this may not make um, complete sense to you. But the two hallmarks of a melting pot experience are cheese fondue and chocolate fondue. And and in the end, with the quick pivot on to-go, what we've done is concentrate on those two courses um, and and now we're experimenting with other ideas of essentially you know how to put a a, a melting pot fondue party in a box. So if you were going to have um, you know a, a half a dozen uh, or more of your friends over to your home tonight, and you you just want to gather there, you're not in the mood to go in, in into the dining room. Uh, we can deliver you essentially all that you need in one box, lift the lid, and you're enjoying uh, a fondue experience in the comfort of your of your own home. And, you know, people are, are interested, it's starting to happen, right? They're not only are they um, going back into uh, inviting guests over to their home for small parties and gatherings, but of course they're going back into restaurants and in and, and very impressive numbers now too. So tell me about Thursday and um, some other innovations that you have in place now um, that were put in place during the pandemic. Sure. Um, well, you've done you've done your homework. Yeah, Thursday is is kind of a grand mark uh, promotion um, that we believe the brand is going to be known for. Um, you know, I've been married thirty five years, and I. And, 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 blessed to say we enjoy an amazing relationship, but I'll admit that our uh, emphasis on romance is maybe not what it once was when we were younger. And Thursday is about celebrating romance, you know, at the melting pot, making essentially any night, any Thursday night, uh, as if it was Valentine's Day. I mean, why can't you celebrate romance? And that special relationship you have with somebody uh, 52 weeks of the year. Why does it have to be only celebrated on February the 14th? So that's um, that promotion has been, I mean, wow, the comp sales on Thursdays, uh, you know, we're seeing on the low side, uh, 26% lift over 2019 because you can't really compare it to 2020, right? Um, on the low side, you know, the mid 20s to the high side, um, the mid 40% lift on Thursday, um, 2021 versus 2019. So clearly, um, what we've got going on, um, people are really interested in it. And we're launching several other uh, promotions throughout the remainder uh, of this year um, as well um, through the summer. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to launch these um, uh, reasons for coming and dining with us at a time when guests are, are you know, all they all they want is is for us to give them an excuse to come. And, and, and they're anxious to do that. So how are you utilizing technology in the brand? Sure. Well, you know, in the middle of all of this, uh, we were going through a rollout of a new 
point of sales platform, uh, which uh, enabled our servers to use uh, wireless handheld POS kiosks, if you will, um, so that they can take the order of the guest and have the rest of the team working on getting those things ready quicker so that we can uh, help the guests start enjoying their experience, which is, you know, they came, they came to eat, right? So let's, let's execute that and, and get that experience going as quick as possible, as well as shortening um, the, the gaps between courses as much as possible as well. The overall objective is to not change the DNA of the melting pot guest experience, but to shave off a few minutes of it so perhaps um, we can be considered by guests when they don't have quite as much time um, as they thought they might need to come to a melting pot. And we, you know, we're seeing some nice results on that. So that's one example of how we're using technology. We, we also are um, really focusing on uh, digital marketing. Justin Cross and Anna Malmquist are uh, over that business unit and are doing some real amazing things and uh, system-wide cooperative advertising that's uh, getting great return on ad spend. Um, and that's, you know, those are just a couple examples of the work that goes on at the Restaurant Support Center to help make franchisees' lives as, as good as possible and their successes as great as possible. So charity is very important to your brand mission. So tell me a little bit about um, your philanthropy and why you feel it's good for a brand to be part of their communities and to be charitable. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. It's something that we're uh, we're very proud of and, and we do think makes us unique. Um, you know, we have a set of principles and beliefs at the Melting Pot, one of which is uh, this concept of family and belonging and reaching out to the communities that have been so generous to us and supported us for so many years. Um, so we, we do that in many ways. Franchisees are encouraged to, and they do, get plugged into their local community. Uh, nationally, we enjoy a relationship with an amazing organization, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And now for more than 15 years, we've been in partnership uh, with them, raising money in various ways. Perhaps the most noteworthy is the thanks and giving campaign, which is in the fall uh, of every year where you know we typically raise anywhere from you know eight hundred thousand dollars to close to a million dollars just in a in a period of, of weeks. Um, so, you know, why is it important? Well, because it's the right thing to do. Um, that's first and foremost. But secondly, our team members are interested in being involved in, in something that's, you know, bigger than themselves. And these charitable partnerships, for example, with St. Jude Children's Research Hospital provides um, that, that opportunity for our team members. And, and, you know, I'm just so, I will tell you when I was their age, I, I did not have that generous of a heart. I was not that interested in reaching out to the community that I was a part of. So I'm so impressed by all of them. So you mentioned staffing before, um, but what are some of the other key challenges that you're facing? Well, you know, this has been a year, right? Um, uh, and we consider ourselves to be very fortunate and very blessed. 
uh, we have come through this experience, uh, I, I, would, I would say, as close to flying colors as anyone could expect. Um, but having said that, of course, there are challenges. I mean, um, almost everything is costing a little bit more now, or and some things are hard to get, right? Uh, the supply chain has been pushed to, in some cases, uh, you know, a breaking point. Um, uh, delivery logistics, very challenged. You know, we're having difficulty with staffing and our um, distribution partners and manufacturers are having the same problem. And so uh, they may have product, but are having difficulty getting it to us. So those are some of the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the biggest issues that we deal with every day. Uh, however, you know, I, I, I'll end where I started. Uh, we, we consider ourselves to be very fortunate and, uh, we have good partners with our manufacturers and distributors and everyone is doing their level best to, um, to make a difficult situation, um, as, as good as possible. So what's your outlook for 2021 and beyond? Um, you know, as we're starting this recovery process um, and all the plans you have moving forward. And do you kind of feel that you're going to benefit a lot from the pent up demand that a lot of people are feeling for dining experiences? Well, I mean, certainly that's been our experience so far. Um, and we're measuring the demand versus what we're able to execute. And um, there's much more demand, as I mentioned earlier. You know, we can see most of our most of our guests choose to to dine with us through a reservation. So we have visibility with our reservation partners into um, how many attempts to make a reservation there are versus uh, how many are actually able to be fulfilled. Right, and there's many more attempts that go unfulfilled. Uh, we don't like that. You know, we want to fix that. We want to have restrictions removed when it's safe and appropriate to do so. And we want to be fully staffed so that everybody who wants to come to a melting pot uh, has that opportunity when they want to come in. Um, so uh, what's going on in the future and the remainder of this year and next year, I can sum it up with one word, growth. And you know, I mentioned earlier with the two new concepts that we're testing, but the flagship melting pot, we have more franchise inquiries now by a large factor than we had even in 2019. Uh, so there's a tremendous amount of interest in what we've got going on here, um, and we even, you know, we even have some some uh, inquiries from restaurateurs who have a beautiful location, uh, but for one reason or another, they want to reconcept it. Uh, and the melting pot is a really great um, business opportunity to put into an existing um, good uh, real estate location. So we're busy, you know, and busy talking to people. And I, I mentioned it earlier, you know, one of the things that we get a kick out of is watching people step into the uh, position of ownership in their own business. Many of them, it's for the first time. And, and so we look forward uh, to, to doing that in partnership with um, more um, franchisees in the remainder of this year and next year. What's some advice that you would give to someone 
who, you know, sees your career and, and kind of wants to do what you do and kind of follow along a similar path? Yeah. Um, my, my advice is um, develop, develop some thick skin and um, a pretty robust work ethic because um, all business brings its own challenges, right? Uh, but the restaurant industry is, is especially unique. And, um, you know, you, you, um, work hard. It's not an easy business. It's for, for those who are listening that are, are, are not in the business. Um, it's taxing, you know, and, and, um, you need, uh, determination and commitment to kind of the heroic cause of the melting pot to give our guests the perfect night out to, um, to rouse you out of bed and, and rush you into work. Uh, every day um, when you know it's it's going to be a day filled with uh, challenges. But the beautiful thing is it's also going to be a day filled with smiles on the faces of guests who got what they came for, which is a chance to spend time with people they care about in a fun and entertaining and delicious way. Perfect. Thank you so much. 